What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me once again, the man, the myth, Mark Francis. Mark, how you doing, man? Hey, I am doing awesome. And uh, yeah, that was a great intro. I'll give you props on that one. And, you. you know, each each and every week is slightly different. And you know, just a little side note uh, for us, we do record this podcast in little different times each week. And it is nice and early this morning. So I like the energy. I like <laughs> I, the effort. I had to think, you know, somebody's going to be listening to this at 2 p.m. So how do I channel that energy, even though it's 7.45 yeah. on a Tuesday morning? But anyway, Absolutely. Um, looking good. Man. Is that your recent 4th of July background? What What's your 4th of July story? Yeah, believe it or not, I actually saw fireworks. Um, there is lots of fireworks that were canceled, I know. But this was actually really cool short story but my parents as i was at their house and they're in a neighborhood that and it's a nice neighborhood and they actually put on their own fireworks for their hoa and the james river is behind this backdrop if you can't see it and they sat people and they put out little they they spray painted circles in the grass area by the by the 18th hole golf course and you sat there and separated out at least six to eight feet spaces inside of your own little circle to watch the fireworks <laughs> and we're sitting there hanging out waiting and then it gets dark and then all of a sudden the fireworks start going off and they're literally like a hundred yards away i mean the, the fireworks are shooting like you can see the guys lighting Letting the fireworks yeah. and you know, <laughs> so that's my picture of the day and, and and all you all i can think of is man if one of those things goes sideways you know we're all yeah, toast but. right right yeah everybody <laughs> a, everybody will hear about it in that case it was a good time though that's yep. well good to see you my man uh joining us once again it's been a while but he's back pastor of biblical education don den hartog don how you doing brother doing all right good yeah, good with- thank you for joining us this morning uh did you have any fourth of july ambitions this past weekend what, what did that look like for you and patty well we really didn't because yeah. uh we had the Saturday night service on Fourth of July, so I right. we might be in on the pulpit. It was focused on that, so we uh, yeah. we we took a little bit of a a break from that. I wish I wish we could have done something special, but uh, yeah, we just it was a pretty normal day for us. Sure, sure. Yeah. Good. Well, I'd love to go ahead and dive into a Sunday in review again. Thank you so much for our listeners that find us each and every week on YouTube in video form and all over the place in audio form. Uh, Pastor Don, you're you're kind of slotted for this past week and then a couple weeks ahead. Um, why don't you go ahead and, and briefly share with us kind of where you were this past week and where we're going to be headed in the weeks to come before we kind of dive into the scripture. Yeah, um, I think everybody knows um, that um, Mark has taken a break from Romans mm-hmm. and uh, had wanted to focus in on the church by the fact that we had all been so separated and. Um, uh, physically, we, we continued to do services, and our worship team did a fantastic job of a lot of work and being able to present services to uh, to the body. So, in the regathering process, Mark wanted to focus in on um, on the church, and I think we all have a little bit better idea of the importance of the church, especially when you you know distance makes the heart grow fonder. Mm. 
so he wanted to uh, focus in on on the church and uh, he he brought out a number of passages that he would like covered in the series and so John and I each took a look at those and we started to volunteer for these so uh, the first two messages that I uh, am doing or have done one now and then the next one were from uh, from that selection of passages that he had given the last one that I will do uh, is something that I uh, chose to do on my own and mark was mark was real good with that um i think the predominant theme for the entire series not just my portion is love i think love is the predominant the predominant theme you know um i think we see throughout um the book of ephesians which is about the church uh the um the issues of of uh, of unity using your gifts um all of those different factors it's all sourced in love we we love by serving we love by using our gifts etc so that theme has continued on mark's uh, portion in philippians uh, others interest above our own etc again love seems to be the predominating predominating uh, theme um in First Thessalonians, what we dealt with this last week was that um, in the context of the event that we call the rapture, we call that, as I mentioned in the message, it's based on a Latin term that's translated for the words caught up in chapter four, uh, rapturo. And, um, and how does that connect with love is that in light of his coming, um, the Apostle Paul is urging alertness and watchfulness. And he says, put on um, the three things of faith and hope and love. So there's a connection even with study of prophecy, um, that true alertness for his coming motivates the Christian to exercise love. And the specific ways that he outlines how that's done in First Thessalonians it's not an exhaustive list, but it's there. And uh, so that's what we focused in on. Yeah. So love by, um, you know, we love by comforting each other in the in the hope of his coming. We, we love by respecting our leaders in the local church. We love um, by upholding the weak, people that are suffering. And we even uphold, we even love by um, speaking to the unruly, Paul says, to, to warn the unruly. In other words, we're seeking to bring people that have maybe wandered from the things of God back into fellowship with them. So that's where that's at. Next week, we're going to look in James 2. That's a passage on partiality, um, where people um, apparently had been neglecting uh, the poor who had come into their assembly. And James reminds them um, the, the very possibility of the poor person actually being very rich in the spiritual realm. And that um, because of that, that man can, uh, we can, um, we can misjudge people. We can, um, we, we can um, lack the discernment. And the focus of the passage is on viewing people um, through divine eyes. In other words, seeing people as God sees people. And I think, you know, on the, in our present day, as the subject of racism has certainly uh, been elevated and come to everybody's attention, um, this is a message that 
is focused to the Christian on viewing believers and unbelievers alike um, with divine eyes. In other words, to see people as, as God sees them. So I want to give a bunch of examples of the life of Jesus, how he did that, exemplified that, uh, both with, not, with unbelieving people as well as believing people. And um, again, predominant theme is love, because we love people by seeing people as he sees them, as he classifies them even. So, um, and then the final message um, will be on Psalm 133. It's on the beauty of unity and uh, the enjoyment of unity, the pleasantness that it brings to us. It uses imagery of, of uh, the anointing oil of the Old Testament, and it uses the imagery of the dew of Mount Hermon. And so I want to explain what the imagery is about. And, uh, and just, it's more, as, as all the Psalms are, the Psalms get us into our emotion. It gets us into the feeling of things. Uh, unity is not only something that we can experience factually, but something that we should experience emotionally. And that's what the Psalm uh, is addressing. So we can we can go home now right we just got three sermons right there yeah and it's, thanks everybody it's for tuning in this week we'll, yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll see you again in like four weeks because we <laughs> have more. That's, that. <laughs> yeah no, no that's, that's awesome. awesome you know so don i gotta ask you this because i think you and i have had this kind of conversation before but it seems like that you generally preach and when you do preach it, it's on kind of end times or it's on prophecy and and i can't remember where we've had that discussion but you you know you seem to be kind of stuck in that niche, which is great because you have that background, that expertise. Give us a little bit of kind of that background of kind of, first of all, why is that? I mean, do you, where does that passion come from of kind of the, the, the future and the prophecy focus of stuff? And um, that's the first part of the question. Then, I mean, do you want to get out of that niche? I mean, do you want to preach on, on other things as well? You can get into Romans and, and things like that. Well, as I've mentioned before, I usually give what Mark asked me to do. And yeah, so there you go. And, and <laughs> we can blame Mark. <laughs> well, it's not really a blame. It's really he has requested these things on the pulpit. Um, yeah. If you would be attending a learning center uh, throughout <laughs> the, the year, you would find that there's a much more balance in my own presentation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just finished a series in James. And... Uh, and I have done Philippians, and I've done First uh, Samuel and Second Samuel and First Kings, and and so the, the balance is there over the last sixteen years. On the pulpit, it's primarily been um, there's been actual uh, just the series. If I can remember right, I got to recall that, but uh, the the book of Haggai was done uh, in a series. Uh, Genesis chapter one was done in a series. Um, and not in a learning center class, but also in the pulpit. So there's been more than just eschatology, but um, I do think that Mark, once uh, eschatology brought into the diet of, of the people here, and he has knocked on my door on that. Not that he's avoiding it. He's very capable of it, uh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but he certainly wants to give it. So the Olivet Discourse has been given twice. Um, second time it was at his request. He wanted it repeated. Um, he came to me and, and actually said that. So 
I think also the fact, though, that eschatology is widely neglected in today's churches. And when you have a fourth of the Bible that is dedicated to that subject, then right. then that's a, a significant thing, too. So. Well, and for, for me to kind of think about Mark's question to you, I mean, I remember, you know, coming up through the internship program, being mentored and, and going out to lunch with you and, and hearing your heart for eschatology and saying just that, like, this is this is important stuff to understand. And it's there. And it doesn't have to be this whole mystic, you know, confusing, I dare not study the book of Revelation culture that, that a lot of people find themselves in, especially young people. Uh, you know, they read those words, they get freaked out, they neglect it, like you said. And so to speak to that idea of what you talked on this past week, the alert church, it ultimately begs the question, what are we actually, what do we need to be alert for? Um, it's so much more than just the, the be alert of the sin around us and the brokenness around us, but, but what are we actually waiting for and, and, and what are we doing to, to trust the Lord in that time? And I think that clarity comes and it's just, it's so funny because I, I, I do think it's easy to think like, okay, like, like when Don's preaching, I know I'm going to get the Greek, you know, I'm no, I know I'm going to get the eschatology. It's like the best reliever pitcher, like in, in the, the realm of eschatology in my mind, because he's, you know, pastor of biblical education, he studies this stuff and, and your heart behind it is, is really cool to see. Um, yeah. And you had your, our captain speaks uh, not, not too long ago. I know it yeah. feels like a, a billion yeah. years ago. Yeah. That was the Alibut discourse. Yeah. 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 And I love just the, the presentation is so simple to follow, but just even that little analogy of telling your kids that you're going on vacation and the excitement and the enthusiasm and just the, the visual picture that brings of, okay, you can just tell kids, hey, we're going on vacation, have fun. But then when you unpack it and you explain all the details and you tell stories and you share what it's going to look like, that brings excitement, that brings hope. And I think that's what really launched you to kind of get it into that that three part of faith, hope, and love um, are the, to me, that was the three key things that really stood out is to, to break that down into those three categories of faith and hope and love. And isn't that a great way to, to live? And it's, it's easy for people to forget that. I think, you know, what, what's the theme or what was the main point of, you know, Don's sermon or what we've talked about in the last six weeks, it's going to be easy for somebody to not just say, well, I think it's all about love. It's easy to get sidetracked or realize that that's, that that's the point that the Bible's bringing us to in all this stuff. And so to tie end times or the, you know, the day of the Lord to how we're called to love while we wait for that is huge because it's, it's bringing us back to the root, um, the root of our solution, right? The root of all our problems. Uh, there's also a root of our, our, our answer. And that answer is God and, and the love he empowers us to give. And uh, I remember doing a study on First Thessalonians 5 a couple of years ago, and I have a note here in my margins that just says, um, the, the hands we are in are God's, the hands we hold are each other's. And I, I guess, I don't know if that was an exact note from the sermon or if something I just wrote, but that picture of we are all in God's hand, um, the hands we are in are God's, but the hands we hold are each other's. Therefore, in verse 11, encourage one another, build one another up. Um, how do we walk through this life as a body, as a church? And, and as we are alert, we're, we're growing alongside each other. And so it's really cool to, to see uh, this passage, unpack that, and again, get to that point of, you know, the breastplate of faith. And that's and so key, too, because like you just said that, you know, we're not walking through this life on our own. We are a part of other people around us with the same expectation and with the same hope. And that's how it relates to the series, right? I mean, that. The, what are we what are we called to do as a church? What are we called to be about? We should all be in the same 
journey together with that expectation. You know, the other analogy, Don, you said you used of just, you know, we're a day closer to seeing our loved ones again, you know, not not a day removed from seeing them. And, and having that perspective, having that heavenward perspective, we're doing this as a journey as fellow believers, all of us, even just the three of us here chatting. We're in this journey together looking for that future hope of glory of Christ's return and our, you know, time where there is no sin, no more death, no pain, no sickness. And and we should be excited to have that caught up concept that the first Thessalonians passage calls us to, um, which, like you said, goes straight to love um, of of working with others around us and loving others and caring for others. So, yeah. so, Pastor Don, is there anything from this past Sunday specifically that you felt like, man, I, I, I didn't have quite enough time to unpack that, or I, you know, I wish I would have been able to, to take everybody to this different passage, this, that, or the other? Or do you feel like it was fairly, fairly comprehensive in that way? I know we'll have on occasion the pastor come on here and say, well, here's one, you know, one thing from my notes that didn't quite get elaborated on. Um, and any anything like that happened this week for you? I would say. Um undoubtedly for me the the thing that i left with in that regard was the um being able to spend a little more time on how love is exhibited from the last verses of the book so again you know praying without ceasing uh, as we pray for each other upholding the the weak um respecting our leaders um you know it's interesting little side note he says you know hold them in high esteem etc and then he says be at peace with one another and uh, as a as through my experience uh, in terms of of uh, pastoring churches over the last 35 plus years um, how much conflict comes from people not doing that in other words criticizing elders criticizing pastors it's not that they're perfect they're not and it's not that they shouldn't ever be um they need to be open to hearing the even the constructive criticisms of people but people usually do it in a destructive way they do it by whispering or um that type of thing and it causes a great deal of conflict which destroys the church so so many times the attitude of of people towards the spiritual leaders of the church has a great impact on the church's uh, atmosphere of love or lack of love. So I would have loved to <laughs> elaborated on those things more, but yeah, time just didn't to, to be able to sure to to, to put it all. So it, that that's the part that I felt got most. Uh, I would you know I would do part if I had. Second half hour, that's where I'd focus in on. Okay, there you go. That's awesome. Uh, I do have one more question for you, Don. Sure. As, as things begin to open back up in the city of Winchester, what restaurant are you most excited about returning to? What You and Patty, you're in the car, you're talking, you're realizing, wait a second, we can go out to eat again. What's, what's the scoop? Oh, boy. We enjoy, we actually enjoy the outdoor venue. So the things that are open up that outside, we, we prefer that anyway. Okay. So to be in kind of an open um, cafe type atmosphere, but um, the food we miss the most is the walk zone. We love walk zone. There yeah. you go. They're, they're, they're still closed. <laughs> so we uh, we during the uh, the height of the COVID, we still did takeout with them. We uh, 
call ahead and they bring it out to your car. But right. uh, they're just not open. I'm not sure what, what reason, but that's huh. the one we miss the most. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, walk sounds awesome right down the road from the church. But but we've gone out since things are opening up a little bit. Good. We've gone, to, uh, we've gone um, Village Square one time and some other places. So, yeah. Yeah. Super sweet. Cool, cool. All right. Well, Mark, what do we need to discuss before we before we head out of here? I'm trying to think if there's anything on tap for this. Yeah. Program. Well, baptism service is coming up. That's right. Um, so you can go to the website for those details. And uh, and Don, my last question for you is kind of just give your experience of the Saturday night service, because that's something that we can promote. And if mm-hmm. weather permitting allows, we'll be doing that again. So yeah. kind of share your perspective of what that looked like and felt like and Personally, I love the outdoor services. I was um, I was glad to hear that we were going to do that Saturday night. I I think that there's um, I think there's a spiritual benefit of it actually at this time in light of the issues at stake, mm. in light of the experience we're all dealing with. I think that that outdoor venue is actually a, a gift and a blessing. Now, obviously, you have to eventually get inside again, um, but um, I think it's good. It's almost like a church picnic. Yeah. And if I can take just a moment, I, I, um, I'm not, I'm not uh, too shy to admit that I struggle uh, with food. I, 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 I go up and down on weight probably more than anybody I know. But so when I bring this subject of food up, I, I'm not doing it because of um, the food itself, but the theology of food. In the scriptures is so fascinating even from the beginning of the garden of eden there is a unifying factor of believers eating together there really is it, 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 you know they can somebody once said to me i'll never forget this he wrote a thesis on uh his master's thesis on the subject and he said you know there's a lot of things we'll do with people that we're not at one with we'll work with them we'll, we'll even talk with them but we don't want to eat with them and I never have forgotten that. There's something about eating that has a connection. And so when they served the dogs the other night and uh, the chips, yeah, very, very simple meal. But it was good that we gathered for that and sit down, eat together, and then had our worship service together. Um, I really like it a lot. I think it's been good entry, re-entry to do it outside. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely kind of the, the yeah. hope is that when we did go outside, we realized we saw the the unity that that was bringing, I think. And, man, how can we replicate that and not bake in, in the sun? Yeah, I mean, I realized because <laughs> so, even, yeah. even there, you know, you're dealing with asphalt that's been soaking up heat all along all the day yeah. and we're sitting on top of it at night. But it's, yeah, I just think it's been a, I think it's, I think it's good. And that's not to undermine going back inside but sure. yeah well there's definitely good a benefit of all that and so that that i that's where we're going in the future as much as we can to have those Saturday really, nights be not, outside and sundays inside so it's it's great yeah. i'm not trying to promote that we serve a meal each time i know there's a lot of work and things that, and expense that's involved in that but i just thought this last saturday night it was a good thing yeah uh, just a good experience so and I, you're right we we can't we cannot provide food every single every single week but maybe every now and then we'll slip it in there if we can and yeah something. Uh, that'll be something something yeah. good to do so yeah 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 awesome. absolutely 
Awesome. Well, Mark and Don, thank you so much uh, for being here to talk through every, everything. Uh, just a reminder to all our listeners, thank you so much for returning each and every week to learn more about, you know, Fellowship Bible Church, our mission, and, and learning a little bit more about the teaching pastor behind the pulpit, so to speak, in the middle of the week. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. As a reminder, you can go to fbcva.life slash Sermon Spotlight or find Fellowship Bible Church's YouTube channel, the Fellowship Fam Facebook page. We're all over the place, and that's a good thing. Uh, hopefully, we're easier and easier for you to find. Uh, the fact of the matter everybody is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour but rather transform a lifetime until next week much love and god bless